Hi, I'm Amber. And hi, I'm Brenda. And this is the Minority Millennial Money Podcast. Welcome back to another episode of Minority Millennial Money. Today, we want to talk about emergency funds, and we'll also talk about cars a little bit because they are liabilities that a lot of people consider um, maybe luxury expenses or things that sometimes we want and don't need. Um, And then we'll talk about leasing versus buying, just like renting versus owning. (laughs) So um, Amber, why don't you tell me what an emergency fund is? Sure. So I think the probably the first step you should take if you are wanting to get out of debt and to accumulate wealth is to definitely have an emergency fund. Basically, what these funds are, um, they're they're liquid funds, so like a savings account um, that you put funds into in case of emergency. So if you were to lose your job, if your car breaks down, if you get into some sort of uh, catastrophic accident, you will have funds to use so that you don't have to. Um, you know, take out a loan or otherwise. So that's basically the purpose of an emergency fund. Okay. And why do, why should I not just keep paying off debt? Like if I had $10,000 of credit card debt and I, and it has like a 29% interest rate, like why wouldn't I just pay that off quicker and use, like, I probably need like $6,000 in an emergency fund. Why wouldn't I just throw those $6,000 at my debt? I think it's definitely a personal choice. Um, I think it's an emotional one. Personally, I feel like an emergency fund should be built up prior to paying off debt just because if you have another accident, you're just adding to your credit card debt anyway. So it just makes more sense to me to have a couple you know, months of cushion um, right. prior to paying off that debt. But I mean... It, the order of which you pay off debt, build wealth, invest, uh, put money into your retirement. I mean, it, everybody has a different idea of what, what they think they should do. Right. So I, um, we've talked about this in the real estate episode, but I have emergency funds for myself, for each property that I rent out. And then when I had a high deductible health plan, I maxed out the HSA for that. And we can talk about healthcare in another episode, but in a sense, the HSA is a bit of an emergency fund for your health plan, because like you said, you may have an accident, right? And like, as we know, like health insurance is not great unless you have, you work for a huge company that has really great health insurance and even they don't have great health insurance anymore these days. Um, So you need to have an emergency fund to cover something that would happen like that. And maybe you're a person who has a chronic illness or you go to the doctor very frequently for a you know routine medication and every time it's like a hundred dollars. So either you build that into your budget or you have a fund separate for like medical expenses. And then we neither of us have children, but you know, kids have accidents too and they get sick. And also you may have to take time off of work when family members are ill. So you need money to cover the expenses of taking time off work if you don't have enough PTO or you don't have um, more savings, right? Yeah, so a couple of things I think you hit on. First, um, a high deductible health plan. So some people may not know what that is. So a high deductible health plan is 
usually like the government sponsored plans, like what was called Obamacare, I think it's now Biden care. Um, or sometimes with your job, they will give you the option of basically having a, a health plan um, that, that doesn't kick in until usually like $10,000, I think is, is typically the, it could, it could vary depending on your plan. It can vary. I've had one that's like 5,000 and preventative care is usually covered. I think by law, they have to cover preventative care. Oh, okay. That's good. Mm -hmm. So if you were to get into a car accident, let's say, and you have $15,000 in medical bills, you'd have to pay whatever your deductible is. So 5,000 or $10,000 you'd have to pay that in order to get your, you know, your health plan to cover the rest of your accident. So that's huge. So I would suggest definitely at the very least having your deductible um, in an emergency fund. Um, the second thing you said that I think is super important too, and I remember when I worked for the federal government, there was no maternity leave um, pro like program. That you, like, so if you had a baby or got pregnant, they were not going to pay you any money during the maternity leave. And this is for the federal government. And I was really nervous about that because as women, I, I know me, for, I always get nervous about what if I get sexually assaulted? What if, mm. you know what I'm saying? What if somehow I'm pregnant and now I have to put the bill for weeks of the pregnancy. Exactly. And weeks of the delivery. Yeah. So I know. I have a so I've had a couple friends on Twitter who have had children and have learned different ways to like, not work the system, but found out things after the fact, like after they had a delivery. And I've heard things like having to pay four to $5,000 for a normal vaginal delivery for people who are insured, right? Like this isn't, and for some reason in my head, because I've never been pregnant, uh, I was like, oh, it's probably like $500. <laughs> So, I mean, for those of y'all that are listening that are women, like definitely consider that as part of your emergency fund. And I think something we haven't covered yet is how much, right? Like, okay, so we've talked about all these things, like maybe the, the amount of your high deductible health plan deductible. For me personally, I have about three months of expenses, of living expenses saved, which this goes back to the budgeting art, um, episode about knowing how much you spend every month, mm -hmm. right? Like you can't have a set amount emergency fund if you don't know how much you really need to live on. Obviously, if I'm completely unemployed, I'm not going to be going out. I'm not going to be probably getting my nails done or, you know, doing anything special, like really the bare bones and enough to like buy food and get gas and then multiply that by people say three to six months. I'm a nurse. So I think work would be very easy to find. So I do three, but if you're in a field where it's more difficult to find a job, probably closer to six, if not more, would you agree? I agree. I mean, right now I have um, a few jobs, <laughs> so I'm not really nervous about being, being unemployed, but I do have like four or five months in an emergency fund. Um, but it just really varies. And I also know that like push come to shove, I do have some credit cards that are like lower interest that I could use, or I can get a low interest credit line or something like that. So um, I think for four to five months is a sweet spot for me. But I think if like you have no credit, um, if yeah. you have no, you know, you don't know if your job, like some people that are in private practice or work for companies that maybe are like startups, um, where mm -hmm. you don't have that sort of job security, I work for the government. Um, so it's a little bit different, but if you know that you don't have job security, you may want six to 
to eight months of an emergency fund. Um, I think you have to just determine how long would it take you to find right. a job if you were on it, if you, for some reason you got um, let go or laid off. Right. Right. Or maybe you had to stop working because your mother or father got very ill. Right. Like, I know that has happened to people and there's no social safety net for that. <laughs> so you have to be your own safety net. And I think that's the whole point of the emergency fund, right? Is to um, be able to say, I'm okay because I have this little pot of money that's there for really rainy days, right? Like, and I will say I have been tempted as one does to use that money for like a splurge, but that's not what it's for. <laughs> a splurge should be sh saved up for, right? Um, so just be careful on how it should be liquid. So you should be able to access it easily, but um, it should not be like in your checking account, Agreed. I would say. And that brings up a good point. Like, I think you need a high yield savings account to put the money in. Mm -hmm. um, I think we've talked about high yield savings accounts before, but um, I know me and Brenda, we both have high yield savings accounts. And typically when things are going well, um, there's like 2% interest usually. Two to two yeah, I think it was almost 2.5 before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, they went down a lot. So it's maybe down to 0.5 now. Yes, yes. But usually, um, you know, when we're not in a global health pandemic, um, you know, you're getting 2.5% interest on that money. So you're not losing as much with inflation by keeping it in a high deductible health uh, or high deductible, <laughs> by keeping a high yield savings account. Um, so right. that's what I would suggest. I use Wealthfront, but there's lots of banks that will offer. Just make sure that you're not putting it in a regular savings account. It's different. It's a high yield savings account. And they actually... There's no restrictions on like how long you can, or how often you can pull the money. But like for me, it takes like two days to get the money, right? So it's not like your savings account at your at your bank where you can just go pull it out really quickly. And maybe because Wealthfront is an online bank, but um, just make sure that it's accessible, but not so accessible that you're at risk of spending it. Yes. Yeah, so I have Discover Bank. Um, I have their checking and their savings and their savings is high yield. So mine is accessible mm. at all times. So I could oh, take nice. out all the money now and it would immediately go to my checking account and I can go make a purchase if I needed to within minutes. Nice. Um, so I highly right, like discover. if you have a flat tire and it needs to get changed right then and there and it's $200, then you can cover it. Right. Um, that's what it's good to have access to, um, or maybe you had to put that on credit, but you can pay it off right away. True. Um, so let's transition a little bit to cars. Cause right before we started this, we were talking about, um, leasing cars and I don't lease. I have leased in the past. Um, I own two luxury cars in my twenties. One of them was a purchase. One of them was a lease and I regret both. <laughs> I threw a lot of money at cars I didn't need, um, but they were fun. You know, they were fun to drive and they gave me some problems. So when I decided to pursue fire, I turned in the lease early and I lost money on that, but I knew that I wanted to buy something reliable that I could pay off like within a year to a year and a half so that I could really just like slash all my debt. So it was like 
just like a debt payoff mission. And I still have that car. So I'm going on three years with that car. And um, I told you recently I had to put $500 into it because like it has high mileage now and it needed new spark plugs and it needed a new battery. So I was going to go on a road trip and I didn't want to be like stuck out in the middle of nowhere with a dead battery. Right. Um, so I, I've invested a little bit into the car, but I've also had it paid off for a year and a half. So it's been a year and a half that I haven't had a payment, which is really nice. And I love cars. And so like, occasionally I'll go check some out and I'm like, Oh, I would really want this, but the freedom of not having a payment is really great. But you have a payment, so tell me about that. I do. So I actually really enjoy leasing cars. Um, I'm just not really a car person. Um, I'm a single female. I have no idea about cars. I know zero. I don't even get car washes. I do nothing. So for me, I I can't not handle the ownership responsibilities of having a car. I don't want to get new spark plugs. Like I don't want to get new tires. I don't want to do any of it. Like I don't want to spend one second more looking at the car, dealing with the car, thinking about the car, nothing. So um, I lease a new car every three years. Um, The payments are usually like $200 to $300 a month. And Mm -hmm. basically, if anything's wrong with it, it's a new car. So basically nothing's wrong with it in those three years. But if anything happens like a recall or something like that, I just take it to the dealer, do everything for free. And then they give me a loaner car. And that's basically it. So all I'm paying for is gas and oil changes, um, which there's like a mileage limit usually when you lease a car. So there's not that many oil changes because you're not putting a lot of miles on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So See, I do drive a lot. So like for me, leasing is expensive because I have to pay to like get at least 15,000 miles a year. Mm. Um, so I mean, I might try it again. I'm not against it, but I get like, now that you're talking about all the perks, I'm like, hmm, I've had to get tires, spark plugs, a battery, <laughs> multiple things. And the thing is like, I talk about this in my book too. It's just like unforeseen costs. I really hate those. So like if every month I have a budget of what I'm going to spend, I don't want to spend a dollar more if it's not on something I want. <laughs> so right. if my car, I need new tires and I have to all of a sudden pay hundreds of dollars, it's like, no, thank you. I want right. to be able to jump in my car, drive it, leave it. <laughs> um, right. But I don't drive a lot. So like I've never gone over 12,000 miles. Um, in three years okay. or every year. Okay. Well, that's good. See, my fear is like going over. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some reason that gives me way more anxiety than just like having to pay for new tires. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we can, um, maybe like people who are listening can talk to us about whether they own or they lease. I know like on Twitter, like personal finance people are like never lease a car you know like it's just throwing away money and I'm like oh you're always going to have a transportation expense right like so it's just a matter of how you want to throw away the money (laughs) I mean I spend like a couple thousand dollars a year on my car and that's usually what people that's true cars when they when they pay them off keeping up maintenance yeah. yeah so it's like why would you ever have a used car at that point or an old car when True. you have a new one <laughs> see the thing with me is though like if I were to lease I'd probably lease like a Mercedes or mm. something like higher end that's it's not going to be $200 a month 
I see. I lease cheap cars. Like I like Hyundai, like Kia. Like yeah, I so my current car is a Hyundai and it's great. Like it does everything I need it to do. I just, it's paid off. So that's why I'm okay with it being a Hyundai. <laughs> <laughs> Fair. I just uh, love cars, I think. <laughs> like, I don't care. You just what? I just don't, don't like care. cars. Like everyone's like, you should get a BMW. I'm like, for what? Like I hate yeah. cars. <laughs> you don't like them. It's different when you like them. I think so. Yeah. Okay. So let's wrap this up. Um, if anybody has any questions about emergency funds, let us know. Um, let us know if you know of any high yield savings accounts that have a higher uh, interest rate. <laughs> yes. Y'all take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.